Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Blake and Boomer are here for all of your weekly winners. Let's fatten up your wallet. Welcome back, my friends. It's the Deep Fried Best Podcast. We're back. Bowl season, as always, brought to you by mybookie.ag. It's the only place I take our action. Safest place to play. It's the only place I trust. Uh, we love it. Y'all know all about it by now. Check them out, though, mybookie.ag. Boom is back. It's bowl season. We're ready. We're firing through all of them. How you doing this evening, Boom? Oh, I'm doing great. I uh, just riding a little of the white lightning tonight, and uh, ready to be back in the back in the saddle. I uh, kind of got lost there for about two weeks, and you got caught up in the SCS. Uh, well, I, I got caught up in the cutting up some lines for the FCS uh, playoff bracket. Okay, I just got totally sucked into that, and I uh, kind of lost track of the the world from there. Okay, well, at least you had the uh, the Army Golden Knights last week. Oh yeah, no. They, they, those guys always pull me through. You know, you know how I am with the uh, with the service academies. Yep. Uh, all they know how to do is uh, save your life and make you money. That's right. And they do that. Uh, but good show coming up for y'all guys tonight. Uh, we got Jay Donnell, Atlanta Sports Daily, coming up here in just a minute. Uh, Jay's is pretty cool. He's got a nice little venture coming up uh, starting January first. AtlantaSportsDaily dot com. Um, I mean, this dude. Me and Boomer were just talking about it. He knows his stuff. Like He's not kidding around when it comes to Atlanta sports, um, one of the biggest markets in the country. We're right here. Boomer lives in Atlanta. I'm in Birmingham. So, I mean, a great resource for us to have. He nailed it. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But, like I said, it's the Deep Fried Best Podcast. We're back. Been a few weeks. Uh, we're we're going to hit on all the, bowl, all the bowl games, as we always do. We're starting tonight. We're starting off slow because we're going to really, you know, they ratchet up next week. They st- uh, bowl game starts Saturday, uh, tomorrow, uh, about noon, 1 o'clock. Uh, we've got uh, the first official bowl games, the RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. But we got the Celebration Bowl before that. But we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, we're going to go through the Celebration Bowl. All the way down to the bad boy mowers, Gasparilla Bowl. And if that don't get you fired up, I don't know what will. Uh, it's the Deep Fried Best Podcast. Like I said, we got Jay down there, Atlanta Sports Daily. Let's get to him. Let's see what Jay's got to say, and then uh, we'll come back and get some bowl games for you. All right, folks, we'd like to welcome, uh, welcome Jay Donnell to the uh, Deep Fried Bets podcast. Jay is uh, starting a nice little venture coming up soon, uh, AtlantaSportsDaily.com. Atlanta Sports Daily is launching New Year's Day 2018. Uh, going to focus a lot on, obviously, Atlanta sports. Uh, Jay, tell us a little bit more about what you got going on, man. How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Good. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, man. This is, uh, I'm really excited about this. something I've been wanting to do for a long time. Um, basically, we're launching AtlantaSportsDaily.com on January 1st. Our goal is basically to be the number one source for Falcons, Braves, Hawks, and United coverage in Atlanta. Um Moved to Atlanta about two and a half years ago. Honestly, have not been impressed by the uh, sports media here. Uh, I've worked in media industry for my entire working career and other ventures. And um, this is something I've been wanting to do ever since I moved here, but kind of the thing that I wanted to wait a couple years until I've actually kind of been in the city for a while to start this. Um, but I'm very excited about it. Um, like I said, I think this is the perfect time for uh, kind of give the Atlanta sports scene a shot in the arm, especially local media-wise. Um for me, it's all about the Atlanta United's brand new organization. I feel like that's 
kind of honestly um, just a great new audience for uh, Atlanta sports scene. And then also you have two new stadiums opening, a lot of excitement around the Falcons right now, obviously the Super Bowl appearance last year and uh, doing some big things this year. I think they're going to finish strong this season and make the playoffs. So we'll hope that happens. And uh, we're really excited to get this thing going. Though. I'm, I'm uh, super thrilled. Uh, we got a guy on board who actually runs a, Instagram account called Falcons Daily he has over ninety thousand followers. His name is Mark Legate. He actually um, announced a pick of the NFL draft last year, actually, because he won a contest with NFL.com. And so he was at the NFL draft, announced the draft pick. You can follow him on Instagram at, at Falcons Daily. So he's got not, over ninety thousand followers. A big deal. We're excited to have him on board, kind of be our Falcons correspondent. And we've got some other great, great people on board. And we think this site's going to be a big success. So we hope everyone will. Uh, Check out the site on January 1st and uh, see what we're all about. Yeah, no, it sounds very exciting. So uh, you kind of hit on Atlanta United. I kind of want to ask you some questions about that. So you know, I've got a couple friends that season ticket, hold, season ticket holders, that kind of thing. And that place just looks absolutely rowdy during a game. Tell us a little bit about that. Man, I had, I had a chance to go to uh, about six or seven, I guess, uh, Atlanta United games this season. And I, and I honestly, when I, when I heard they were first getting that team, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I mean, this could be a nice little – Nice little thing for Atlanta people that like soccer to go to, you know, when the you know Falcons aren't playing or the Hawks or the Braves aren't playing. But you know what it turned into? Basically, what happened was that it turned into the hottest ticket in Atlanta once the playoffs got started. I mean, the atmosphere at Georgia Tech was amazing. Once they moved into Mercedes Benz, you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about outdrawing the Falcons for some games this season and some of those games Mercedes Benz. Which who would have thought that after yeah. the Falcons made the Super Bowl last year? And, and I had the opportunity to sit. Um, with a guy that was one of the founding members is actually on the fan council named Robert Runkle and uh, sat in his seats for a couple of games this year in the front row, man, those fan sections and the way they have them organized with the cheers and everything and the way they are pregame. It's just, it's, it's different. It's unique. It's something that Atlanta hasn't had really. I mean, one big thing about that I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, you have a lot of transplants in the city. A lot of people know that, but you don't, you don't, people don't realize there's a lot of transplants in the city that have a hard time getting on that Falcons bandwagon, getting on that Braves bandwagon, right. getting on that Hawks bandwagon because they haven't they haven't been you know in uh, in Atlanta their whole lives. And but with the new team, these people have something to root for, something to you know pull for that's new and that could be theirs. You know these people, these fans have really made this team their own. And uh, I really think they're going to do some special things. Uh, one note, real Miguel Amaran, who is uh, the Atlanta, you know Atlanta best player, who's actually uh, voted like the Twenty under twenty player of the year or something like that by MLS.com, and uh, he is coming back next year after Arsenal offered him twenty five offered Atlanta United twenty five million dollars, and Atlanta United turned that down so that he could come back next year. So we're next season is going to be big. We thought this season was big. Next season is probably going to be bigger. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So the Falcons going strong. You know they're still right in the middle of the playoff hunt. What's uh, what's the, the down the home stretch looking like there? Man, you got three big games coming up. You got Tampa Bay on Monday night at Tampa Bay. It's a game like I, I was talking to you guys earlier before the show about their six point favorite opening at four. Um, I, I really like them in the game just because I feel like after you know after the way I've seen Tampa Bay play this season, they really haven't shown me anything that tells me that they're going to be able to beat a team like the Falcons on a Monday night. But that's still a scary game if you're the Falcons. You're looking ahead to you got to play at New Orleans the next week, and then you got Carolina to finish up on uh, New Year's Eve. So. It's a big home stretch, but it all starts Monday night against uh, Tampa Bay. And uh, they really, if they can get that W and at least win two out of these next three, I feel like they're going to the playoffs. But uh, obviously, the goal is to win all three and uh, win the division. But like I said, they're eight and five. 
Um, New Orleans is nine and four, so are the, so are the Panthers. So if they went out. They're the division champs, and I think if they went out two out of three, they'll get into because they hold a lot of tiebreakers. Yes, over, uh, oh, sorry, yeah. I was gonna say so. You know, we've got Sarkeesian made the. Um, he got the hire after um, Shanahan left to go to San Francisco. Is it is are they coming kind of coming into their own with Sarkeesian? Are they still learning a little bit? What's going on with that? Ah oh, man, see that's that's a whole uh, can of worms right there. That's Sarkeesian. You know, when he came when he came to Atlanta, I was skeptical because you know I think the biggest reason that he came here in the first place is because he had Nick Saban talking to uh, Arthur Blank and Dan Quinn about Sark's reputation and about how he should become the new. Falcons coordinator, and uh, he was a big Nick Saban. People don't realize played a big role in Sarkeesian getting this job. A lot of people don't know that, and um, you know he's done okay. You know, people Falcons offense obviously has underperformed this season. There's no doubt about that. My, Matt Ryan, his numbers have been frankly almost abysmal. I mean, I think he has like 11 interceptions to 16 or 17 touchdown passes. Last year he had 38 touchdown passes in the regular season, right. so he might not even get half of that. So. I mean, to me, uh, Sark's, you know, he's, he's done okay in some games, but he's, he's really come up short in a lot of crucial situations. To me, the Falcons should at least be tied for first in this division right now. Uh, I look for, you know, if the Falcons do not make the playoffs this season, I would not expect this back next year. Um, but we'll see about that. Yeah, that's what I was going to hit on next. I mean, if it's because there have been a lot of rumblings, yeah, that he's not the most popular guy in town. So be interested to see what they do down the stretch. So, obviously, we got to look at things from a gambling angle a little bit. So, you said you like yeah. the Falcons coming up Monday night. Um, what are you going to incorporate gambling-wise into Atlanta Sports Daily? Tell us a little bit about your plans for that. Man, we'll definitely have at least one or two features per week just uh, talking about basically whatever, either the Falcons, the Hawks, United, whoever's playing, talking about the odds for those games, and we'll hit on some other games that, like, you know, wise as well. So, we'll definitely have some – We'll definitely be able to cover some betting angles a lot on the site. Uh, we're excited about that. Um, you know, looking at the Falcons this season from a gambling perspective, I was uh, reading an article the other day um, about it's a guy that works for sports.com. He actually was a local uh, writer for the Falcons for a long time. His name's uh, Larry Hartstein. I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he works for Sportsline. And uh, he's been 11-2 picking picking on uh, Dirty Birds this season. So it's been unbelievable. He likes – um, Atlanta again on Monday night. He likes them by uh, he likes them to cover that six point spread, which I mean six point spread in the NFL. You guys know that's that's a lot of points um, to put on the board there. When you're talking about a tricky game, right before you play New Orleans, right before you play Carolina, um, that's just a you know that's a that's a tricky situation on a Monday night. But you got you got to think Atlanta's going to get the job done. And if they don't, um, if the Spurs around again, then you got to expect Sark to. Be on the chopping block after the season's over. There's no doubt about that. But I, I do like I do like the Falcons to cover that six points on Monday night. I think uh, their defense is playing well. I mean, honestly, what I meant to touch on earlier is that the Falcons are actually have the ninth-rated offense as far as total yards in uh, the league. Uh, people, I mean, people think of them as more 15, 16 type of the pack, but they're really I mean, they're top 10 offense still. They just haven't put up the the numbers on the school board, as far as yards, they've been getting yards, but it's just been the red zone offense. It's been God awful, especially games like Buffalo, Miami, and a number of other games. So, um, but I do like them to cover that six Monday night. Okay. So still right in the middle of basketball season. Um, or not the middle, just tipped off not too long ago. Hawks not looking great so far. Is this not is great? This a, not great. It's not this, great up there. Is, is that the plan this year? Or are they, they kind of waiting it out, hoping for a high draft pick? What's going on there? Man, that's definitely that's that's the plan. Along, you bring in Golden State's new GM or 
Golden State's assistant GM, um, which to me is, if you're a Hawks fan, you gotta realize this guy's name is Travis uh, Schlenk is his last name, and uh, you know if you're if you're a Hawks fan, you got you had basically had you're kind of on the fence about this whole thing because you know they've been a playoff team. People don't realize they've been the playoffs ten years in a row before right. the season, and which people that's insane when you tell people that stat because no one thinks that when they think about the Hawks. Um, but I mean, it's either do you want to be a do you want to be a team that gets beat in the first round every year, or just get swept by the Cavs in the, in the conference championship, or do you want to do you want to tank and then hope for that lottery pick that's going to be the next you know LeBron or whoever the guy that's going to take your franchise to the championship level? And then for me, I was glad they're doing this. I think this guy Travis is great. Uh, it's going to be a great GM. He's learned a lot from obviously Golden State's organization, which has obviously experienced a lot of success. They tanked for a while, and now look at them. Um, obviously. They got a once in a lifetime kind of guy with Steph Curry and uh, a few other pieces now with uh, Kevin Durant. So, um, I mean, it, for me, the Hawks like like I said, this is me a, a rough two or three years really. I'm thinking year three, year four is where you're really going to start to see uh, them crank it up a bit. But I think this is you have to be patient because I think they're making the right call here. I, it's, I, I just don't like the idea of just being a first round playoff team and, and getting knocked out in the first round every year and going home being, hey, great, we're a 500 playoff team. I think you got to really, you got you got to want to bring a championship here, and I think I'm glad they're kind of going that direction. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've actually I've just got one question. It's actually about the uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, yeah. Um, over over under uh, three wins. This season. <laughs> oh man, man, the Braves. I, I'm not going to spare y'all because I, I could. Uh, I'm a big baseball guy, and I could go for days about the Braves. But man, the fact the fact that you build a new, a brand new baseball stadium, and then you you have these shenanigans that go on with copy the oh, the general manager. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think, yeah, the new slogan for the Braves this year is <laughs> at least we're not the Marlins. Yeah, man. I mean, the the, Mar- the Marlins just traded, oh, man, Stanton and Azuna, and it's just like, man, I, I just don't see uh, I don't see how the Braves uh, – basically what ended up happening was they lost $25 million. It's basically what their – out of all the assets they lost and everything else ended up basically being a total of $25 million. They lost their top prospect, Mateen, who would have been a great player, but – to me, it's just a, it's just a, it's just a, um, it's really disappointing. I think this will be okay, but I mean, I think they're, they still have a lot of pieces in place in that farm system. They've got a lot of great young arms, as we've been hearing about for a few years now. Um, but you know, you got, you got to have a front office that's competent, that's competent. And we all thought that uh, Capoletto was going to be that guy, and he seemed like he was that guy, and he was doing all the right things. You had the farm system, but he just, he couldn't get, he just made a huge mistake and got caught, and. Uh, He'll never be uh, working for an MLB organization ever again. So we'll see you around copy. But, um, you know, the Braves made a big mistake, man. They had a brand-new stadium, had all the momentum in the world with their farm system, and uh, that all went to, to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly, didn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, is that crushed everything? Or, or you know, the prospects still there? Or is, that they still got a lot of great prospects. I, I don't want to sound too negative. Um, I'm just very disappointed that they lost Mateen. I think he would have been almost kind of like a game-changing type franchise player. But they still have a lot. Of, they still have a lot of great prospects around. Um, like I said, I think they got. You know, they're, they're definitely going to have to make a couple moves this offseason to at least be like a 500 type team. They need. A, they definitely need a third baseman. They need uh, obviously a couple starting pitchers. I mean, this is a team that signed Bartolo Colon last year. Yeah. I still. I still shake my head about this. And talk about a marketing ploy. Um, you signed the guy for I can't remember what it was. It was obviously uh, over 10 million a year, and he's gone by what? Uh, July, June. I mean, it was, I think it was gone before Bobblehead Day. I mean, it's just like 
by Corey Cologne bobblehead day. And uh, I just uh, I have a hard time um, putting my finger on what the Braves are uh, going to do in the future. I think they're going to be good in a couple of years, but it's just hard. It's, it's hard to say when you have a front office that can't tie their shoes, frankly. Right. Yeah. Can't keep it together. All eagerly. All right. Well, Jay, we appreciate you joining us again. Uh, Jay on L Atlanta sports daily coming to you January the 1st, 2008. Um, Hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of them, um, maybe working together a little bit. We'll see down the road. Um, but y'all be sure, uh, stay tuned. We'll be hyping them up on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And y'all check them out. Uh, you, you've already got all the, the Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff set up, right? Oh, yeah, man. At Atlanta underscore sports underscore daily Instagram, uh, Facebook at Atlanta Sports Daily, YouTube, Atlanta Sports Daily, uh, Snapchat at, at ATL Sports Daily. Hit us up. We're, uh, we're all over the place. All right. Well, perfect. Thanks so much for joining us, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, guys. All right. Again, thanks to Jay. Y'all stay tuned. Uh, Hopefully we do some collaborations with him, Atlanta Sports Daily, Deep Fried Bets, teaming up together, make a nice little pairing. But we'll see about that kind of stuff uh, in the future. January 1st, 2018, New Year's Day is when you got to look out for that. But I promised y'all some bowl games. And, Boomer, are you excited for bowl season? Oh, yeah. I mean – Pretty much the best time of the year besides bowl season. Okay. That didn't make sense. Oh, sorry. The uh, the actual bowl season. Okay, fair enough. New yeah. Year's Day bowl games. Come on now. Come this on is, now. This, this is, is this is just where you go ahead and fill up your fill up the coffers so you can go ahead and, and bet on your favorite team get on New loaded Year's Day. On New Year's Day. I can't believe bowl games are already here. Like I swear to God, we were just breaking down that Indiana Ohio State game uh, thirty minutes ago. On the Thursday night kickoff, right? Oh, my God. That game was just so great, so intense. I mean, I just felt so much life at that point. And, uh, you know, going through a whole college football season will wear on you, but uh, it makes you a better person. It does. It makes you a better man. Um, But our first bowl game is the Celebration Bowl. We got Grambling. We got North Carolina A&T. We don't really have a spread on this. Um... Like I said, we're picking on. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I, I've I've uh, kicked up a couple of rocks and uh, I've figured out a uh, figured out the spread. What's going to at least open up at? Okay, well, what is it? Well, it's opening up at nine and a half as of right now. They're going to hold the line until tomorrow afternoon. They're still waiting on a couple of uh, injury reports to come out Fair on the, a couple of the Grambling State offensive linemen. I don't believe you, but um, Grambling State, North Carolina, A and T is the celebration bowl. It's actually in it. Now, 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 let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this: the spread is nine and a half. Who do you think is favored by nine and a half in this game? Uh, North Carolina, A and T. They're undefeated. Oh, there you go. You really know your shit. That's right. I mean, we are a gambling podcast, after all, Boomer. Now, after saying all that. You have to be a total, complete, absolute degenerate to even think about betting on this game. Yeah, which means we're both taking Grambling State, right? Correct. I'll be all over Grambling State. Absolutely love them in this game. Love right. this spot. I mean, Grambling, gambling, it's what we do over here. Uh, we're taking Grambling State, Eddie Robinson, uh, we're taking them in your honor. So uh, get it done, Grambling State. In the Celebration Bowl, new, uh, new, not New Orleans, I'm sorry, Atlanta, uh, Mercedes-Benz, 
Atlanta, Georgia Dome. Uh, pretty wild. Going to be a good time. I can't think of a more deserving team to play into the life than the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Me either. I can't either. Uh, they've earned it. But next up, real bowl games. RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, which is not the most ridiculous name we're going to get to tonight because we've got some absolute dandies. This first couple weeks of bowl season is when you just get the most ludicrous sponsors of all time. Actually, you know what, Boomer? I'm doing it right now. We're starting to go fund me so Deep Fried Bets can sponsor a bowl next year. That's what we need. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's already been the process, though. The Deep Fried Bets... Uh, Boca Raton Bowl? Tell me Lane Kiffin wouldn't be excited playing that. Well, that's really the only place that we could potentially have that. I mean, more or less, it's just a location for debauchery and degeneracy right. for so, entire week. So that's our goal. Uh, look for the GoFundMe page uh, starting soon. But we're kicking out the, the official sponsor. I'm not going to reveal that to you yet because it is the most ridiculous name I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, for the Boca Raton Bowl. We're not going to ruin the surprise, but I am going to give you the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans. We got Troy, minus seven, versus the North Texas Mean Green Fighting Eagles, whatever they are now. Um, they like to change their name. North Texas, seven-point dogs in New Orleans. Boomer, what's your take on this? I absolutely love North Texas right here. I've been on them kind of throughout this uh, this season. They, I mean, they're a team that likes to run the ball. They come out of, I mean, a, a pretty pretty underrated conference now. I mean, it's not a Power 5 conference, but they they kind of hung in there. The problem is is they got their pants pulled down in front of the entire gym uh, the last time we saw them out on the field against the lane train. And, I mean, let's be honest, who does he not do that to? Right. Who has he not done that to this year? Troy is going to be obviously huge public side. People still remember when they beat LSU under the lights back in late September. People don't give a shit about this game. It's going to be people doing pickups. It's going to be people just trying to win some easy money in the first game of the day. I am going to be all over North Texas on my favorite place this weekend. Yeah, I like North Texas here. North Texas here too. So, like you hit on, I think people are way still overreacting to that uh, FAU loss, the blowout in the conference championship game. North Texas really, like you said, they're really not a bad football team. Uh, Troy's Troy's good. There's no reason to let's, let's don't you know they went in LSU and beat them. Obviously, that was kind of a fluky situation, but. Troy's getting 78% of the public money, and that is 100% because they went into LSU and beat LSU. But let's talk about this for a second. So this bowl game, usually it's got the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajun, sometimes the Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. Like, you've got the, the local teams usually. Too and late. see, that's what I hated to not see this year because that was always free money. You always go right. with those damn Raging Cajuns because right. they're coming straight out of the damn holler. Like Tulane gets that to play field. a home game here sometimes. But you've got Troy and you've got North Texas. Who the hell is going to go to this game at noon in New Orleans? Let's set the over-under of attendance at 10,500. I'm taking the under of official people in the stadium. Well, I will tell you that more than likely the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns and the Warhawks of Louisiana Monroe fans will all be at the stadium because they'll be thinking their teams are playing. 
they're going to be in that same drunken right. stupor that reflexes. they were in when they were playing there last year. Right, it's muscle memory. They just go there automatically. But yeah, now I'm with you. North Texas, uh, I think they could get the outright win here. But take the seven to be safe. Next up, also Saturday game, Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Uh, the Auto Nation Cure Bowl, we've got Western Kentucky and we've got Georgia State. Western Kentucky is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against Georgia State. Boomer, what do you like in this? Uh, yeah, this one uh, a little bit harder for me. I don't really have a definitive side. I mean, Western Kentucky's kind of been a letdown throughout the year. Um do they really want to be in this bowl? I don't think so. Georgia State, on the other hand, has kind of carried momentum from their uh, their couple wins at the end of last season. End of this season, had a decent year. Uh, I think they want to be at this this game a little bit more. Uh, I mean, Camping World Stadium under the under the bright lights on Saturday. Was it Saturday morning game? Uh, it's a two thirty local kick. Yes. Well, I, man. This is a tough one because Western Kentucky definitely has better players, but Georgia State wants to be there a little bit more. I'll, I'll go ahead and take the points with Georgia State. I mean, I, you know, this this wouldn't be something I'd be putting my entire bankroll on Saturday. No, this would probably be the least bet game for me on Saturday, but it is a game that is being played, and it's a bowl game Saturday. I'm with you. I like the underdog here. Western Kentucky is kind of a household name at this point. They're going to get – action just because of who they are 74 percent of the bets as of right now yeah i i think this is is something you hit on it's something i always hit on in bowl games who wants to be there more in games like this really do matter uh, i mean you see it every year a team just gets their ass beat that has no business getting their ass beat because they simply don't want to be there you know they've they've enjoyed orlando for the week and then now they're just like oh shit yeah we came here to play a football game whatever who cares Western Kentucky is kind of like that. Brahms left. Their last couple coaches are, are elsewhere. Um, six and six is not a good season for them. They're they're not really in the mood to go down there and, and cap it off. Georgia State, I think they are. Um, you know, this is something that you can see maybe their fan base traveling a little bit, getting excited about this bowl game. Uh, six and five right now. Seven and five, Georgia State would be a nice little season. Penny Hart, good receiver out there. Catching some bombs. Uh, I, I like Georgia State. Maybe to get the outright win. Um, again, you're getting points. Why not take them? But I think you could see this would be an upset spot. So Georgia State is both of our picks in the Auto Nation Cure Bowl. Next up, we're keeping it plain and simple. We got the Las Vegas Bowl. 2.30 kick Central Time. So what is that, a noon? It's a 12.30 kickoff local time in Las Vegas. Um Yikes. Boise and Oregon. Oregon seven-point favorite against Boise State. Uh, Boomer, what's your uh, pick on this? I absolutely love Oregon right here in this game. Um, probably one of my one of my favorite picks of this weekend. I think that uh, Willie Taggart obviously will not be on the sideline coaching this game. He ducked out, ducked out of there pretty quick, getting down to Tallahassee. But the Oregon players apparently have now have the head coach that they wanted the entire time in Cristobal. Um, Royce Freeman just been downgraded. He will not be playing on Saturday. Does that hurt? Yes, of course. But they're playing a Boise State team that has just underperformed pretty much week after week. 
the past two games, they played the same damn team in Fresno State, won and lost. And now Fresno State is a is a decent team, but they really haven't been tested at all. Boise State has not been tested at all. Oregon been through the Pac-10 this year. Obviously, the Pac-10 was down, wow. but they still – Whatever. Well, I, I don't count uh, Colorado as being a, a member, and uh, I'm really, really close to having Oregon State shipped off to uh, Hawaii to yeah, go just play them pretty much every weekend. Okay. So that being said, I mean, you know, they've had some. Oregon's had some good wins. They've pulled it out. They finished the season strong. Obviously, winning the Civil War, beating the brakes off of the Beavers, uh, pun intended, right there. And a uh, good win against Arizona. So I'm going to swallow the seven points, and I'm going to ride with the Ducks on this one. I think it. I think they want to. They want to prove something going into next year. Get a little bit of momentum. Yeah, I'm riding with you again on this. Oregon minus seven. Uh, Damn, I am blown away. I did not think that you were going to take Oregon this time. No, uh, Boise. Yeah, usually I like to take Boise. They're uh, they're usually cover, do their thing. But they this is this is not the best Boise team we've seen. It's another one of those classic situations, a ranked team going against an unranked team, but the unranked team is favored. Um, let me give you a stat. This is my stat that, that I'm rolling with on this. Uh, Justin Herbert is 6-1 uh, and one as a starter at Oregon this year. Oregon is 1-5 when he does not play. Uh, he's really, really good. They cover the spread in a lot of those games when he plays. Um, and, yeah, the Cristobal thing is really shocking. You know, Cristobal coach here at Alabama, he was at FIU and didn't do a bad job. They fired him because I'm, they're FIU and don't really know what they are as a program. Uh, he came to Alabama and did a good job. He's a hell of a recruiter. But, like, every almost every player on that team signed a petition to have him become the head coach after that. And that's something, like, you kind of got to step up and prove to your AD, hey, we got our guy, thanks. We're going to go, you know, win you a bowl game. Uh, love Oregon in this spot, minus seven as well. Uh, Boise, just not the Boise team we're used to seeing. Oregon, yeah, this is a team that they can – Tacker got the, the uh, momentum going recruiting. I think Chris Ball can keep that up. And this is this is going to be a springboard in the next year. They'll start the season in the top 25, maybe finish in the top 10, 15, uh, compete for a Pac-12 championship. This is their springboard right here. Oregon Ducks big on Saturday. Next up. We've got the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Gildan going strong now. Everybody's favorite shirt. They're uh, they're like five years in a row here. Marshall plus five in the hook against Colorado State. Mike Bobo is getting five and a half, or he's catching five and a half. Give him five and a half, I should say. Sorry, guys. Um, Colorado State. But you're taking Mike Bobo in a bowl game every time at five and a half. I am. Are you, Boone? Uh, no, I am rolling with the Thundering Herd this year. They have been super underrated. Have they played anybody? No, not really. But they performed against everybody that they have played against. And they've been impressive. They've also covered the spread. I don't know. Just I enjoy gambling against uh, Colorado State. It's uh, too lucky for me in the past. So I'm going to roll with Marshall on this one. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, Colorado State. Just like I said, Mike Bobo, bowl game, national television audience. If he gets a chance to run up the score, you know good and damn well he will because he's Mike Bobo. Uh, next up, we're headed to Montgomery, Alabama, and I hit on this every single damn year, and I will hit on it every single damn year and as long as this ball game is played there. I cannot think 
of a thing I would less rather do as a college kid than go to Montgomery, Alabama in the Crampton Bowl and play my bowl game. Um, unbelievable. Middle Tennessee State, four-point dogs against Arkansas State. Sunday or Saturday night, this gets primetime billing, 7 p.m. ESPN, Crampton Bowl. Ugh. Ben, uh, what you got here? Well, I mean, it's getting primetime billing because it's a primetime game. I mean, okay. Clearly. This is, I mean, this is a, a huge game. It's going to be an extremely entertaining game as well. I, I'm running with Middle Tennessee State. They were on the high train earlier in the season. They had a couple of stumbles, mainly against Vanderbilt in the very first game. I don't know if you remember or not, Middle Tennessee State was the favorite in that game, I believe. Um, I, I like what they're doing. They don't have to travel far. Uh, I think that they'll bring a crowd. I mean, there'll be there'll be fans there from both sides. But I mean, let's be honest. Does that really matter? Mm-hmm. I I love the Middle Tennessee. Uh, pretty much the the dual quarterbacks that they've been rocking in uh, Ursula and uh, Stockstill. But I mean. Pretty much, I'm not a guy that's going to be naming off the players. I'm just a guy that's going to be reading the numbers. And you're telling me right here, three and a half, I'm catching the hook on this primetime game. I mean, but yeah, this is this is one of my top favorite games on Saturday also. That's uh, it's kind of surprising for me. But, so Marshall, you're giving that up. Oh, Middle Tennessee State, I'm sorry, Marshall's the last one. So you're giving up Middle Tennessee State plus the four. Uh, and I'm giving out Marshall. I'm giving out nothing but winners. Yeah, I like uh, Arkansas State in this game. It's a simple, again, coaching matters in bowl games. I think Blake Anderson's a pretty good coach. Uh, Justice Hansen's had a really good season at Arkansas State. Threw for like 34 touchdowns, I believe. Um, so that, I mean, he's good. Uh, Middle Tennessee State's defense, they're all right. They're not great. Um I'm not going to sit here and pretend to, to, to be an expert on either of those teams, but I like Arkansas State minus four. And I'm going to take them. That wraps up Saturday's bowl games, though. Um, not the best slate, but, you know, it's it's whatever. It's around the holidays. Speaking of the holidays, holiday cash, you need it. I know where you get it. It's mybookie.ag. It's a place to score serious cash in your sports predictions. Uh, like I said, holidays, Christmas is like a week and a half away. Uh Plenty of parties, gifts, spinning, lots of football, basketball, hockey games. Score big on every day. Bowl season's here. Man up, play like the pros on game day. Play the money line, a side, a total. My bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs. Offers super fast payouts when you win. Uh, where you bet is just important as who you're betting on. Uh, MyBookie.ag, we love them. We've talked about them all year. Go 50% bonus for our listeners Right now, special bonus. Uh, they're giving you 50% deposit bonus. You deposit a thousand, they're giving you 500 extra to play with. All you got to do is go mybookie.ag, enter promo code Deep Fried, all caps. You're going to get that 50% bonus. You're going to win some money if you're listening to the Deep Fried Bets podcast and you're taking some of these wonderful bowl games. Because next up, I've told you about this name, and this next year, Go fund me. We're getting it up. It's going to be the Deep Fried Bets Boca Raton Bowl. But for now, we've got to settle on the Sherry Bundy Tart Sherry Boca Sherry Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. I don't even know how the hell you say this, folks. Uh, did sherry. you just have Did you just have a seizure when you were trying to pronounce that bowl name? I right did. There? Yes, that's what this bowl game will do. It will give you seizures. Uh, it's a tart. It's a cherry. 
It's a Cherry Bundy, Al Bundy. Uh, may or may not be involved. We don't know. Uh, but we do know we have Akron plus 22.5 playing against Florida Atlantic. Lane Train playing a home game in the bowl game. Any way in hell you're touching 22.5, Ben? Well, I will, I will preface this by saying that Lane Kiffin is not the head coach that we deserve but he is the head coach that we need in college football. And I support that man, and I will support him if he is downgraded to coaching damn Montana single-A high school football. I'll go out there and support that guy because he is just a godsend for, uh, for entertainment and curiosity in the, uh, in the world of football. That being said, 22 and a half, Way too much for me. Do I think Lane can cover it? Hell yeah. He's an absolute wild card. But he's also so much of a wild card that if he's up by 24 points, he will run the damn ball pack and get and a safety like, just yeah. for the hell of it. Yeah, it's happened earlier and, this year. And, I, you know, I, I want to support him. And the fact that the line opened up at 17 and a half, and has just skyrocketed to 22 and a half. Probably will make it to 23 or 23 and a half before it gets to 24. Um, the fact that that's happening, I just cannot do it with my own internal blueprint. So I'm going to have to ride with the zips and uh, Terry Bowden, God rest his soul. Two, uh, two, two coaches that are very similar, I feel like, in uh, lifestyle choices just 20 years apart. Right. Uh, yeah, no, 22 and a half, that's got to be a record. I've never seen a bowl, a bowl game spread this high. And like you said, it's kind of in your in your gambling DNA. It's definitely in mine, 22 and a half. If I see an anomaly like this in a bowl game, I'm taking it. Um, FAU's good. They're fun as hell to watch, man. Lane Kiffin is, I mean, he's done wonders there. It's unbelievable. This team has not won more than three games the past four years. They won 10. This year, he's focused. Uh, I don't know how focused he's going to be heading into this bowl game, though. Uh, they had like two weeks off since their last game. A lot of lot of media attention, a lot of praise. Lane train. I mean, you can still win this game by seventeen and be a hero, but uh, twenty two and a half is just way too many. Give me Bowden in the zips in this one, um, simply because the number's so high. Uh, in the Cherry Bundy Tart Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, next up, the DXL Frisco Bowl. That's my kind of bowl right there. Uh, Louisiana Tech versus SMU, the coachless SMU Mustangs. Uh, one of my rules in bowls usually is to fade the team that does not have a head coach in place. Uh, Oregon kind of kind of went against that simply because you had everybody on the team sign a petition for the guy they got. Uh, SMU, really good coach in Chad Morris, just lost him to Arkansas. Uh, they're going to be without a coach. So I'm going to take Louisiana Tech plus five in this simply for that. It's really hard to do bowl game preparations if you lose your coach and you only have two weeks to prepare from your last game. Um, so, yeah, give me SMU Mustang – or, I'm sorry, Louisiana Tech plus five against the Mustangs of SMU in this one, Boone. Yeah, I absolutely love the uh... – Louisiana Tech Bulldogs in this game. Probably my favorite play of this first round of bowl action. Uh, obviously, SMU lost their coach. Not one of those stronghold teams that's going to rally around losing their coach, coach in my opinion. Uh, SMU doesn't blow teams out. They haven't blown teams out all year. Louisiana Tech 
is a team that hangs hangs in there no matter who they're playing. They almost beat South Carolina earlier in the year. They have hung with a really good UAB team or what ended up to be a good UAB team. Pretty much staying within that touchdown margin of uh, defeat throughout. Uh, SMU has a hard time against the run. I think that uh, Boston Scott and Jared Kraft are going to have decent uh, decent games. Um in, in this one, I, I I like Louisiana Tech to win on the field. Yeah, I think they went out right, too. I'm with you. All right, give us the Bulldogs both in this one. Uh, next up, Cherry Bundy, Cherry Tart Bowl. You, uh, you were in one hell of a dog fight in terms of most ridiculous damn name I've ever heard in a bowl game. It's the Bad Boy Mowers, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl taking place in St. Petersburg, Florida, which I'm pretty sure is going to be played at Tropicana Field on the Rays Stadium, uh, which is a shithole in itself. You got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I'll tell you what, that grass better be in pristine shape, Bad Boy Mowers. That's all I got to tell you. Temple, minus seven on the hook versus Florida International. Boomer, Bad Boys, who you taking? Man, I want to go with... Butch Davis so bad, but that guy just has a lot. I've lost all faith in him. Um, he just, he can't seem to be there for me whenever I need it. Uh, I think Temple, um, in bowl games, I, I had their, I had the number slip, uh, just a second ago, but Temple's bowl record recently is just phenomenal. They've got a bunch of seniors and juniors who actually care about winning bowl games. Um, seven points. It was at eight, and it looks like people are coming in on Florida International because of the high train of, well, I wouldn't say the high train, I guess the go-kart train of Bush Jones or Bush Davis in this one. Not, not a good feeling, but, uh, if I'm taking somebody, I'm siding with uh, Temple and swallowing the seven. I'm fading you here. Uh, I like Florida Atlanta, or Florida International. It starts with Butch Davis. Uh, I think he's obviously the better coach in this matchup. Coaching matters a lot in bowl games. Getting your kids focused. Uh, but here's something interesting. Florida Atlantic's put up their last two games over 100 points combined. 104 points combined in their last two games. Uh, one of them was against Western Kentucky, who doesn't suck. One of them against UMass, who does suck. Um, yeah, they're, they've been off and on all year, win two, lose two, that kind of thing. I, I think they can get the job done by seven or more, I usually, or, uh, or keep it within seven against Temple. I think they might get the outright win. I don't love um, what I've seen out of this Temple team a lot this year. They're, they're very hit or miss. Um so I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the seven in this. I'm gonna take uh, FIU plus seven and give me the Golden Panthers. Two out to keep it within the number. Um, and the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, no pressure, but uh, that field better be in pristine shape. Against uh, when it comes to Temple versus Florida International. So next up, we've got some NFL games. We're not really gonna do any scheduled games because we're kind of kind of focusing on bowl. Wait, games. I thought I thought we were. Uh, are we not gonna get to? The Taste My Ass Lollipops Texas Bowl? No, that's next week. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Couldn't remember which round that was. Yeah, that's next week. Um, Very interesting bowl game. I mean, at this point, though, you can't really 
say that it's uh, that it's fake. So we'll see. Um, but we've got some NFL this weekend. Obviously, the key matchup is going to be that Steelers Patriots game Sunday afternoon. <coughs> Um, but we're not going to do anything scheduled. We're just going to pick you two of our favorite NFL games. So call our NFL vault for the weekend. Boomer, what's your uh, what's your NFL vault this weekend? Yeah, uh, well, I'm going to try to strap a love a little bit, get a little uh, action both Saturday and Sunday because I know people want something to look forward to. Fair enough. Pretty much, if you got to do with your family, if you got to go shopping, you got to do Christmas stuff. You got to have that that game at the end of the night and that money at the end of the rainbow. So. Let's start the weekend off with uh, Kansas City getting one point at home. Now, this is a total value play. That's how I bet on NFL. I go from the power rankings week to week. I see pretty much where the action's coming in, where the ticket count's coming in, and where pretty much the emotional bets are coming in. So right now – the Chargers could not be any higher. They have come out of nowhere. They are quickly becoming one of the favorites in the AFC to even make it to the Super Bowl, from what I've heard some of these analysts say. That being said, you got to look where they were at the beginning of the year. This is one of the most drastic valuations on both sides that I've seen. Now, Kansas City stopped the bleeding last week, uh, which was – a good spot for them. I think that they parlay that into this week. I think it's another good spot. Um, they're playing in Arrowhead Stadium. Spread started at one. Enough tickets came in to make that jump the shark and go to the Chargers minus one. So I'm gonna, it, you're pretty much looking at a pick em game, basically, with where the numbers are. So I'm, I'm running with uh, Andy Reid and the Chiefs on okay. Saturday. So Chiefs plus one. Then, then I am, uh, you yeah, know, I'm just going to go ahead and everybody wants to hear it. I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers in the Sunday, or actually not the Sunday night game. Miraculously, How is this game not the Sunday night game? I don't know. Actually? Like They have flex power. Like, this is one of those you I, – I think you can only have a certain team in there so many times. But <clears throat> shit, like, you got to flex this for sure. Well – this is one of the best games of the NFL season, and I think it's going to play out that way. Hinesfield going to be the CBS afternoon game. Obviously, both teams had pretty embarrassing outings last weekend, probably because both of them were looking ahead to this game. People are going to be hammering the Patriots only because when was uh, what's the record with the Patriots? winning the next game after they, they lost the game. It's some astronomical amount yeah, it's a that lot. makes absolutely zero sense. If that were to ever be broken, it would be at Heinz Field with this firepower offense. You know, the, I I got emotional last week, and I bet on the Steelers, and there was a long side. I did that because of the shade zero emotion I thought the stadium was going to be filled with. I think that that carries over into this week. Um, you know, Tom Brady, he's done his whole career making something out of nothing. I think that they are very depleted on the defensive side. It's going to be more or less a shootout, I think. It's going to be a legitimate shootout where you have two high-powered offenses that actually perform like you're expecting them to. So, 
getting three points at home, I'm going to ride the Steelers. I, I don't feel down with that pick. If I'm on the ticket at the end of the day and they get blown out, so be it. But Steelers, one of the best teams in, in the NFL. No, I'm with you. I think that's the right side. Um, they won last week, but they kind of let down too. I think both teams kind of looking ahead a little bit, and obviously they would never admit it. But I'm with you. I think the Steelers are a good side. That's not where I'm going. Though. I'm going to uh, start off the Green Bay Packers, and I think we all know why. Number 12 is back, my friends. A guy, not a second too soon. Brett Hundley, uh, enjoy the time on the pine because it's Brett Ro- or, uh, Aaron Rodgers' time. And, uh, Brett Favre time, though. Brett Favre, now. always Brett Favre time. Uh, but uh, the Packers, they are three, two and a half to three. I'm going to buy it up to three point dogs against the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton. Um, they are at home, Carolina is, and the Packers, three-point road dogs. Public money is actually on the Carolina Panthers right now, which is mind-blowing. Uh, so I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers and fade the public at the same time. Yes, every single day of the week. So that's my first NFL pick of the week. Next up, the Tennessee Titans have not looked very good recently. Lost to Arizona last week. Uh, Titans fans are starting to get a little little pissed off about this situation. I mean, they've had a really easy schedule. They've done all right. They're technically still in the playoff race. But this is one of those, like, if they end up making the playoffs, they, nobody's expecting them to win a game. Like, they're going to get blown out. Um, and the offense has not looked great. Mariota has not progressed like he should have. But I still think they come out and get the win this week. They're two-point dogs against the 49ers. Jimmy Graps, man, he's good. But he doesn't have anybody else on that team. No weapons. Tennessee's still a pretty well-rounded football team. Don't think they're going to lose two in a row against Arizona and then San Francisco. So give me uh, the Titans plus two on the road in this one. So taking two road dogs in the Packers and the Titans. But Yeah, I absolutely love that Titans pick. The, the Titans are one of the least bet teams in the NFL. They were bet on earlier in the season, disappointed some gamblers. So... They're just a forgotten team. They're a team that usually when they're playing, the game's not heavily bet on. Uh, you're not going to see line movements change a whole, whole lot. But they are a good team. They are a legitimate AFC team, and they're also competing for the AFC South division right now. San Francisco is not. East Coast teams moving to the West Coast. In these later games, that's not going to be a big deal. Everybody's relatively healthy. The, uh, the Titans had a disappointing loss last uh, last weekend. I, yeah, I, I absolutely love that. I, I will. I'll be on my game on Sunday. Nice. All right. So those are NFL games, but it's our favorite time of the week. Don't think that Stone Cold's getting the cold shoulder just because we're only picking bowl games and a couple of NFL games. He's back. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, log of the week. Bring him in. Stone Cold, Steve Austin, like the week. Boomer, what is it? Well, I'm going with uh, going with a kind of a lost team. Going with the Raiders oh, against ooh. the Cowboys. Sunday night primetime football because I want to get a little candy out this weekend. And once again, make a little bit of money towards the end of the week. I think that Khalil Max finally is going to wake up this week. He's going to have his way with 
surprisingly an offensive line that has not looked like the Dallas Cowboys uh, for the large part of the season. They don't have to worry about a run, so Khalil Mack is going to be pretty much pinning his ears back on that left side every single play. Dak Prescott looked great last weekend. Uh, They also played the Giants, which everybody knows is one of the worst teams to, uh, to ever play football and especially fantasy football in the past uh, few years. I think that the Raiders offense wakes up. Amari Cooper is probably not going to be on the field. So that's going to definitely help with the Raiders offense. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Love watching that guy play football. I think he runs all over the field. Also Durant is not playing allegedly not Kevin Durant. Um, Justin Durant. Okay. Strong, strong presence in the middle right there. Sean Lee's back, but I mean, we'll see how much of a factor that is. Getting points at home, started out as a pick Obviously, that public cowboy love has been all over it, driving that line to three. It's a plus three Raiders. Uh, my Stone Cold Steve Austin Lock of the Week's game we hit on earlier Oregon minus seven. Against Boise State, uh, Ducks roll. Springboard in the next season, Mario Cristobal, Justin Herbert, the whole thing. Uh, no doubt in my mind, minus seven is the side to be on Saturday in the Las Vegas Bowl. And uh, y'all stay tuned, though. Bowl season, it's here. We're, we're hitting it hard. We love bowl season. And thank y'all so much for tuning in. It's the Deep Ride Bets podcast. Uh, tell your friends. We're on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter, all the good stuff. Again, thanks to Jay Donnell, Atlanta Sports Daily, coming to you January 1st, 2018. Y'all be sure to check that out. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Boomer, what you sending us off with? Well, I mean, you know, we're rolling up to Christmas time, and, you know, time to start buying presents. And uh, what better way to fund those presents than uh, gambling on your, on your favorite team and uh, doubling your money and buying two presents. For two people you love in your life. So, uh, yeah, go out there and uh, and share the love, people. Fair enough. All right, folks, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you next week.